0: We all pot down,
1: down, down here. It's time, it's time to, to cut, cut out, out the, the cancer. cancer. Welcome to... We all pot down here. My name is Dan.
0: And I'm Brittany. And today we are going to talk about Malignant. This film was originally done in 2020... But they halted the release, I believe it was supposed to be August 2020, but they halted it due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It was, I don't know if it actually came out in theaters, but we watched it on HBO Max. I believe Max. it did. I, I think it did too, but we watched it streaming on HBO Max because we're cheap. So it's an almost two hour movie. I went in completely cold, I didn't even watch the trailer. You
1: Same. Said, I, oh, oh I, I thought you said you I watched I knew it, it existed, but like pretty much from... Watching the Sopranos movie on HBO Max. because oh, they did the, a little... Because The like Teaser? It's, no, it's just like you see it there. Oh, like, okay. Like the yeah, option gotcha. to stream it. Got so it, got it. So it's just kind of there.
0: So we're going to do something a little different today. We didn't do a real deep dive into this movie. We just kind of took notes while we watched it. And we watched it just a few minutes ago.
1: Yep. Where This is incredibly fresh. Like we just pulled ourselves away from this. I don't know if pulled away is the right word. No,
0: pulled well, away. Well, like, pulled away implies that we liked it. <laughs> Let's just be right up front that we aren't gonna i be very ran nicely. away from
1: this very quickly yeah
0: so anyone who loved this movie i apologize in advance i am not here to yuck anyone's yum if you liked it that's awesome i'm glad you enjoyed it this is just our opinions and granted, we're
1: gonna be constructive you know like like i always like the idea that you know we're i've always constructive so are you we like something we dislike something yeah, you know, ultimately it's just our opinion. If you if you disagree, cool. All yeah, so
0: I just want to make it very clear because like, I know some people get real funny about like, like, just let people like stuff. Well, I'm all for also just let people hate stuff too. and mm-hmm.
1: so. You it, can't possibly like everything. And, and really, if you liked everything, things would be pretty darn boring. Yeah, for sure.
0: But yeah, so basically again, went in totally cold to this movie. I did know that it was directed by James Wan um, who has done all the Conjuring movies just about. He's done... The Insidious movies, he's done the Saw movies. Co-creator of Saw, and yeah. And also, again, just going to fully disclose, neither of us liked either Saw anyway, is trash. Dan has opinions about Saw. I didn't hate the first one. I know that you did, but I didn't hate it. I thought it was a good concept. I thought it was very much trying to be gross just to be gross. Sure, and it's
1: Conceptually, the idea is fine. It's not the greatest. It's not the most unique thing ever. Execution wise, it what it ended up being, it put horror back negatively like a couple of decades because it literally is just gore porn. It it kind of invented the gore porn thing,
0: yeah. Because you had movies like that were farther back, obviously, like things like Salio and oh god, but (laughs) Salio I felt like wasn't gore porn as much as this movie is just being gross to be
1: gross. There's plenty of movies that. Obviously, way preceding Saw that were gory is as all hell. It that's fine as long as it has a proper context or whatever, and it's not just about that. Saw is literally gore porn, and it had a thin plot. It was one of the most lowest common denominator, brainless pieces of tripe I've ever seen in my life, and a lot of the other things that like horror, so quote unquote horror and that James Wan has done is on the similar vein, Conjuring, no way. Not a fan. Yeah, Insidious. My... Utter trash.
0: Did you actually watch the Insidious movies? I the forgot. first one. You did? Okay. I, I barely
1: know. made it through it, but I watched it. No,
0: I've watched all of them. They were very... The problem is that I have with all of these movies, they're very average. They feel like they're fancy camera work and...
1: Which fancy camera work is fine if the story backs it up. That's but they problem, never that this... have a story that holds up. Yeah. It, the writing is very like I said lowest common denominator. It's me- it's it's not meant to appeal to somebody like me. I fully admit that this is not designed to appeal to me. This is designed to appeal to general audiences. It's it's very low hanging fruit, low brow, and I enjoy my low brow stuff here and there. But this it, these movies are borderline insulting to my intelligence. Yeah, and so to get back to the actual movie as opposed to us ranting about everything else well they all have they have a common some commonalities in the fact that this also kind of insults your intelligence a little bit
0: yeah so basically if for whatever reason i decided this movie was called malevolent and just <laughs> i feel like i saw like the m and then the t and my brain just was like that's the name of the movie Male- malevolent and then i went to look it up and i was like oh this is definitely not and these are definitely different word- letters in there so Reading's hard. But my first thing, when we first go into this, we see this building that I am just decided immediately, like, okay, there's Arkham Asylum. Pretty much. that's what it, it looks l- like. It
1: looks very much like Arkham Asylum. Like like a, like a idealized like, version of Arkham Asylum. Oh. There's a lot of different versions of Arkham Asylum. But... And
0: before we forget, I guess we should throw this out, that we were thinking about doing some of these movies without spoilers. This is going to have spoilers, because there's no real way to talk about this in depth without spoilers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... So,
1: spoiler alert! Yes,
0: spoiler alert! So, yeah, so we come in, we see this creepy building, Dr. Weaver is who we meet, she's recording, talking about how Gabriel's basically out of control. Now the first thing that, that basically people are like, Dr. Weaver, you gotta get in here, and we see the scene, total chaos, and she references something about ECT to sedate. So my, I'm assuming, because they were talking about electro, uh, I have a psychology degree and I should be able to pronounce this, electroconvulsive shock therapy. There is very good use for that, and there's a reason to use it. Sedating someone would never be the use. So immediately from just a psych side, I'm just like already annoyed. The acting already is very subpar at this first opening scene. Mm-hmm. Later, I will say later on the acting gets better, but this opening yeah, the acting, scene... The acting doesn't
1: really detract from this, but no, the, I think the actors and acta- and actresses here, they can only work with what they're given.
0: They can, but at the same time, the dialogue, everything just in that first scene already put like a bad taste in my mouth. This mm-hmm. felt very... Ugh, like, I don't know, it just felt very average. It's, it's like
1: Kif from Futurama. Ugh.
0: <laughs> and of course there's, we have to make jokes when we watch movies because that's how we watch
1: movies, so. It's how I kind of cope when I'm watching something that I'm not enjoying.
0: Even if you enjoy
1: it, you do this I can, absolutely. But you do it more. But in I, I'm more aggressive with it, I guess, because if it's something that I'm not enjoying, I have to survive this somehow. And the way I can survive it is really terrible jokes.
0: Yeah, so basically there, something obviously is going to hell in this room. The doctor's running by, so a guy comes in immediately with like a shotgun, or I guess it's a dart gun. It's supposed to like like a tranquilizer, mm-hmm. and he's like getting it set up. And they he goes to open the door, and his arm immediately gets grabbed. <laughs> Immediate in. The, Jurassic
1: Park vibes right there. At
0: the exact <laughs> same time, Dan and I both scream, "Shoot him!" <laughs> and that's I mean that's already where we're at in this movie. So again. And through the radio, like, when they actually get in here, I guess they've darted whatever it is that's going crazy. And you just hear, like, it through the radio this,
1: I will kill you all.
0: And they're like, oh, gosh, I can talk. And they talk about cutting out the cancer. So this is not a great it's start. time
1: to cut out the cancer
0: yeah and so it's just like it feels like it's supposed to be so dramatic but it felt it's, so lame and <laughs> so. it's not like
1: lame in a cheesy fun kind of way it's lame no, and wow velo- this is really stupid this is
0: not Sharknado. This, this is, is not Velocipaster. is this
1: it's oh god Velocipaster is so campy, delightful this it just felt like okay this is not a good start this is not setting up for anything interesting at all, it it just feels very tropey, and like I I I'm fine with horror tropes. Again, if the story can back it up, and at this point, this isn't a good start. I'm not flushing this down the toilet after like two minutes, but it's not a good start.
0: Yeah, so we get into the opening credits now. I'll give it cr- the opening credits credit here. That the music is actually pretty solid,
1: and um, really the music throughout isn't is pretty good. Yeah, kind of so has like a creepy like
0: industrial dark dark
1: wave electronic kind of thing it's interesting so it it's not it's not bad the music's fine
0: so then we cut it cuts to present day and we see this woman she's pregnant but as soon as it cuts to present day the car's like from the 80s so we're like is this present day
1: the 80s Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't really give a lot of context of where we're at though like later you know when you see people's cell phones it's you know, it's obviously present day. Obviously she just had a very old car, she just had a I'm very old station wagon.
0: Yeah, not not judging anyone's choice of cars. Just yep. I just was like, wait. I no.
1: drove a '92 Cutlass. I'm sorry. Who had the worst transmission ever? Who I would have to sometimes throw that it in neutral and restart. Fiesta
0: rest- is sitting out there dead <laughs> in our driveway right now. And don't you really talk to me about bad transmissions. I, I would
1: have to take that thing when sometimes and throw it in neutral and turn it off and restart it. Well, mid driving. Jesus Christ. Sometimes they get that thing back alive. So that was uh, that was an adventurous first car.
0: Yeah. But so we come to her coming to her house. Her guy that we learn is her husband, Derek, um, is just like sitting on the bed watching wrestling. She refers to her baby as Dumpling. he was watching UFC or something. Oh, okay. I thought I thought it was I, I couldn't tell what it was. It looked like me as
1: like the like uh, note to everybody, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So like I Immediately, like, I see something like that. Oh, what what does he have in there? Oh, it looks like it's, like, a UFC kind of thing. If it was wrestling, I would have been, like, looking up what match they was watching. Yeah.
0: But anyway, so, they, you know, he makes some reference to his children dying inside her and how she should stop getting pregnant and, like...
1: Typical abusive... Shitty. Asshole boyfriend kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, So he's the
0: husband in this one, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, husband. But they didn't really reveal that at that point, really. They didn't really talk much about whether it was boyfriend slash husband much early on. Like, no, no, no. We,
0: we do find out eventually find out that later Derek's later the it
1: husband. Was, but it's kind of like... Probably something they should have established mm. at this point. But yeah, this guy, he's just a typical abusive jackass who... He okay, mentions later whatever. about
0: something about, like, he stopped drinking for her, and, like, he's getting better, and I'm just like, all right, yeah. here we go. But, yeah, so he's, um, though it's funny, when he says about his ch- the children dying inside her, I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's good they're not in Texas once again. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I'm just like, you both suck at this point, because... Yeah, it's
1: like, she's not, she comes in kind of with, like, I, I understand, like, she's under some duress and everything, but she kind of comes in with a cruddy attitude. Yeah, and which, again... Like,
0: but one of the things he says is like you know like if you're feeling this bad you shouldn't be working and she, he's me, not wrong. Yeah, part of me's kind of like, well, he's not wrong. If she's had multiple miscarriages, maybe you should be on bed rest and not working. Mm-hmm. But he, again, well, he
1: wasn't wrong.
0: He's not wrong, but he's still a piece of shit.
1: Absolutely, but he's, so a, it's he's like, a he's a, a,
0: this one time a correct piece of shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, oh, blind squirrel found the nut. Yep. But much. it's like they really need to establish like you know your protagonist here is somebody who. He's gonna garner some form of sympathy towards. and they're trying very badly. and it I, I don't I just don't feel it. Like yeah, I, yeah she like, has some duress. she's has some bad experiences in her life, obviously. I'm just, I just don't care. Yeah, I, I don't ha- care I about this character in yeah, any way, shape or form. Nothing's made me care about her just yet. so. and it's like they gotta get your buy-in pretty quick if they're gonna start jumping on like that kind of like quote unquote, heavy stuff. That early? Yeah. Like there's no build. There's no build on the character. It's just all of a sudden boom. Yeah. And it's like it feels very contrived and it just doesn't work.
0: Well, so and basically what happens is he ends up, like she kinda like I think he goes does something where he touches her stomach, she's like, stay away from her, she pushes him, he pushes her like way harder. She and does kinda just little shove and he, on the wall. Yeah, she her head smashes into the back of the wall this one, she locks the door, her head's bleeding, whatnot. She goes to sleep in the bed. He's sleeping on the couch. And then of course, like every horror film ever stuff starts rattling around and mm-hmm. the blender turns on, which that's
1: fine. I, I, I'm not, I'm it, not freaking out or like re- overly negative about that. You know, they have to kick it off with something weird.
0: Yeah. But it just felt like this movie but, was nothing but trope. So I'm going to hate on it because of that.
1: For sure. Because it, it, it had established that there's nothing unique about this and it's, been pretty lazy storytelling to start and the fact it's just like very tropey and very predictable yeah. i don't like predictable unless it's like something silly and intentionally stupid this yeah. movie takes itself relative seems to take itself relatively seriously sometimes i question myself throughout this are, are they are they serious like are they are they kidding are they trying to be ridiculous and f- ridiculously like absurd but just failing really bad at it or do they really taking themselves seriously on this i really don't know and neither of them work yeah oh
0: and we should establish going back just a little bit that um at the very beginning where they have this guy gabriel they can't control and he's talking through the radio and they're like oh my gosh he can talk and like lights are moving and shit so it kind of gives you the vibe that whatever this thing is has like like some, either, like, like some, like, telekinesis of some sort. Supernatural some, ability of yes.
1: some kind, which, again, shock and
0: Yeah, so, but so then, while this guy's on the couch, the blender turns on, but when I first heard it, I thought the vacuum had turned on, and I'm thinking, my first thoughts, again, just seeing this movie cold going in, that I'm thinking that the baby inside her is whatever, this... Demon thing wasn't it like went into her baby? I'm thinking, oh, good, the kid's starting to already pull its weight, it's vacuuming, like, <laughs> is, that, is it gonna be so bad, I guess.
1: It's doing chores before it's even out of the, out of the womb. Yeah, right? I was like, I was like, man, I was Go like, kid. but yeah, no, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a blender like The the next coming of, of, of Satan, then, then at least they're tidy.
0: Yep, Damien is here, so anyway, so we see you know, shadow person thing, just like. Hanging out on the couch at one point.
1: Yeah, just hanging out.
0: And then Derek's dead. So, like, you're like all of a sudden just, like, grabs his head and, like, smashes it into a wall.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're just like... Uh, I was like, oh, I guess
1: Derek's gone. And then, like, they, they show him, like... Then they show the body. Yeah, it's, it's like, like his head snapped in, like, 90 degrees. Yeah, and, like, the bone's, like, jutting out the side. Like, I, I've seen that kill many a time.
0: Yep. But the... Crazy part is, so she wakes up, and this is when she finds, you know, Derek is dead, but when she wakes up, you see the blood on her pillow. It's
1: like, she's from... still bleeding in the back of her head. And at... I'm
0: like, you didn't go to a hospital, you went to bed with a head wound? Like, and does no one, like... While you're I'm pregnant? Just... Yeah, while you're pregnant, like, no one thought to go to the doctor? Like,
1: like, like we're thinking, like, this person is not very swift. Like, she, she, she's, you know, a couple fries short of a Happy Meal at the
0: yeah, but so then she finds him dead the shadow person chases her up to the bedroom she's like ah runs away somehow the shadow I'm like taking notes being like okay so the shadow person was super fast up until it came time to catch her and then didn't which mm. later we kind of find out what's going on with all that but yeah,
1: like some little things here and there make sense later
0: yeah but so she um yeah they're screaming so I guess the cops get called but it, when she gets back into the bedroom this thing like kind of comes in and smashes her head against the floor and I'm like good more head trauma that's what everyone needs mm-hmm. so now the cops are here and at this point, we have, uh, let's see, the overly happy crime scene person.
1: Oh, of course. There's always the person who just loves their job of looking over mangled corpses.
0: Yeah, So, and this woman, apparently, she's Romanian. I looked it up. It's uh, Ingrid um, Basu. Now,
1: she didn't play it badly, but no, again, she did. She did it, a good job. It's a with very it. oh. Okay. Yeah, we're we're here with it again. We have that character who's going to try to add some form of comic relief. And sometimes that character is wonderful. And I'm okay with that kind of character. I'm but just... the dialogue was just not good. Yeah. It, it just it was just there was nothing really funny. There was nothing really that There was like, like made one or two funny parts
0: like when later he said like the one cop says the other cop he's like, you know, like whatever his name is, he's like, are you still here? And He's like, no. I giggled a little, like yeah. it's stuff like that where it's kind of like you get a chuckle out of me. But I mean, Nothing again, but I'm right. again, I'm not going into this for a funny movie either. No. So I'm not gonna, I'm not harp, I'm not, I'm not taking it down from that.
1: No, it's just part of the overall stinky package.
0: Yep. But so then we're at the hospital. I who I, it turns out this is the sister. Initially, I wrote friend because I wasn't sure who was like waiting in the hospital with her.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, like in this flick, it's hard to you don't really identify. who who this person is in the whole overall narrative.
0: Well, you do. It's just, it's not like immediately obvious, yeah. which which fine. I mean, like, I'm not expecting every movie to instantly be like, oh, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. Sister. Yeah, you don't need so. someone
1: with a name tag. But.
0: Yeah, so like initially I just, like, my friend is pretty calm about all this trauma that, you know, she's apparently her husband's dead. She found his dead body. She was attacked. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, seems not so upset about this. And I was like, all right, that's a little weird, but whatever. And then she's, you know... I when she looks at her stomach, she realizes she's not pregnant anymore. She's lost the baby. But correct me if I'm wrong, and this is a medical thing that probably neither of us know. But even people after they like go to full term have the baby, they still have like like a little bit of like definition there.
1: Maybe I'm definitely not the right person. I, to I know, ask. but
0: I just would think that like she was like. Completely like flat normal, like she she was showing well enough that I wouldn't think yeah. even if it, it wasn't was, like
1: overtly showing, but showing showing enough.
0: Yeah, Now, granted, I'm sure like you know she could would know that oh hey there's nothing inside me. I'm sure you would feel no, that.
1: But granted, just, we also don't know like th- there's never an indication of what state of at this pregnancy she's actually. She, at. But she
0: was definitely showing enough that you immediately were like she's pregnant. Yeah, but I sat there and I was like they could have just lied to her and given her Damien like the you know kid from the omen situation yeah, be like oh sure. like. Kid died, and died during birth, so let's just hand over this other kid and just pretend mm-hmm. it's yours. Sure, why not? So that's where I, th- I was thought we were going, but we didn't go down that route, thankfully. And I'm just sitting there being like, all right, you've had like, they mentioned that she's had like three miscarriages in the past two years. And I'm just like, all right, it's time to foster and or adopt a child because mm-hmm. there's plenty
1: of children that need homes. Yep, it's at that point. I, I love when, um, this is amusing to me, when the sister comes in at like this plush. Like overtly like Disney ish princess character costume, and apparently she she says the 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 one cop comes in introduces himself. She says, "Oh, the the outfit. I'm a princess at Family Planet." And I'm like, "Family Planet? You couldn't come up with a better name for a theme park than Family Planet." Family. And I and I looked up. I was curious. Does Family Planet exist? Apparently, there's a entertainment center in. Barranquilla, Colombia, the country, Colombia. Please don't don't think it's like dc or something but there's an entertainment center named that there's um so yeah i, I don't think there's a guarantee there's no connection yeah, there's no there connection, I'm sure. but but i that that kind of made me chuckle a little bit
0: yeah so and also i guess we should establish names at this point because i realized the only name i have really mentioned was the the dr weaver gabriel and the dead now dead husband Derek, who's no one seems to be mourning the yeah, protagonist which is, is maddie yeah maddie or madison and um the sister is sydney so at this point in the when um, Sydney comes in, in her you know fluffy dress and whatnot Madison is just catatonic, apparently been that way a couple of days which to be fair I mean most people became, yeah that's pretty that, that's,
1: that she's gone through quite an ordeal,
0: and so we jump to like you know the looking at Derek's corpse and in you know, the coroner's office and they're saying that you know basically that the suspect like the handprints were upside down so they think there was like someone on the ceiling but there's no footprints on the ceiling so. And then she, you know, sister takes her back to the house, and I'm just like, this. even though it doesn't look like the Amityville house, it just reminds me of the Amityville house. It It just doesn't have those, like, eye windows that it needs.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like that older style house that is kind of naturally looks a little off, because in so many movies preceding, it has been a little off.
0: Yeah, and so I'm just sitting there like, dude, sell it, be done with this house. Like, you clearly, like, that something is wrong, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now, granted... We need to find out later this thing. Obviously, moving wouldn't be the cause of this. But still, I'm just like, yeah, don't stay in creepy murder houses. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I get, like, to be fair, there's a lot of cases where, like, you think people would just be, like, immediately, like, some haunting thing happens and they're like, goodbye. And then people are like, why don't they just move? It's not that easy to just move. No,
1: picking up up shop and just... Moving is not really an easy proposition.
0: Yeah, but in this scenario, where obviously you've just gone through trauma and everything, like at least go stay at your sister's house or your mom's house or
1: something. This be around somebody like like you know. So don't be can alone take care in you, the house that thing. someone just
0: died in. Yeah,
1: like, I was like, you know,
0: I was like, you know, at least don't be alone there with the demon.
1: It's like um, husband's dead, neck smacked at a ninety degree angle. Even though it was probably ultimately a good thing for her, she still traumatized losing the baby and stuff. He kind of needs some support. So yeah.
0: Yeah, but so again, decides to stay there alone cuz I guess she's a strong independent woman, which good for her. Um, yeah. I would not be that strong independent woman. I'd be like goodbye.
1: No, I wouldn't be strong and independent in that scenario either. Yeah.
0: So there's the lights make really loud sounds, you know, it's like we, at
1: night th- things start happening again. Yeah, we see
0: like the shadow people. Apparently she freaks out like she's looks like she's just taking a shower, she comes out there and the door is not locked and I'm like, like Either a did she come down and find that it already wasn't locked, even though she had locked it. But we didn't have anything establishing that she had locked it, which led me to believe that she didn't lock the door. and like, is... lock your fucking doors. Yeah, it's
1: like you're you're you have things after you, you don't know what happened, and you just leave the door unlocked. Way to go.
0: Yeah, and I think didn't you for like Christmas get me the the my favorite murder keychain that just says lock your fucking door. Mm-hmm. So yeah, reminder, lock your fucking doors. Use
1: that as a rule in general. Yeah. Always lock your fucking doors.
0: Side note, my mom's ex-boyfriend got really mad at me one time because I had a force a habit whenever I walked inside. I always locked the door behind me and I locked him out one time and he was like really (laughs) pissed at me. He's like, why would you lock the door? I'm like, because I always lock the door when I come inside. But he was, he, I knew he was outside. It was more just like a... I've locked you out, too. I mean, you've locked
1: me out. Yeah, but like on our... We have a sliding glass door uh, that goes... And I'm okay with it here. because lock your fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it before, and then we usually just look at the other with like a puppy dog face. Yeah, usually like the like, dogs you, are outside, too. And we're all like, hello, let us uh, back in, please. Yes. <laughs> and,
0: of course, the back door's open, you know, and I just... I wrote down, on like, tropes for years because, I mean, like... What, you know, this like is, a, this movie doors unlocked, is
1: so filled with tropey. Yeah. Like, it's just dripping with trope. And uh, I, again, I'll take that if it's if a it's a well story. Done. You know, tropes can, there are things can be trope heavy they are really well done. Like, I mean, if you want to talk about one that was intentionally, like that Cabin in the Woods, even though we know what Cabin in the Woods is, it's it's meant to be absurd
0: yeah and so i'm okay and with it, was it when it's...
1: incredibly tropey but it was intentionally that this i don't feel like they're trying to be tropey it just is tropey
0: yeah and so i'm sitting there writing this i'm like get better locks though granted why would a demon slash ghost need to use locks you know or use mm-hmm. the doors anyway so but again we will find out this is not trying to be logical yeah so i'm assuming at this point that this is like a demon ghost situation
1: yeah, i'm convinced at this point that maddie is just an idiot Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, there's knocking sounds, there's water dripping, she runs upstairs, because it's always a smart idea. And at one point, she, like, leans against the door, but, like, presses her face against it, and I just yell at him, like, here's Jenny," Because <laughs> it <laughs> looked just like the scene, yeah, and her hair, was, st- the, she's the, like the dark. The
1: camera shot, and the hair looked just like it. Yeah, so I was just like, and with, I was like, like okay. the door locks, too, we also, we thought Jurassic Park, Ellie, what about the door locks?
0: <laughs> yeah, so, if it's not a Seinfeld quote, actually, I don't think we have a single Seinfeld reference in here Yet. 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 So she's like, it's all in my head. And of course, the next day everything's fine, and of course I'm like, yes, yeah, so of course. The
1: moment like the sun comes up, somehow nothing bad can happen. So like the things of evidently chasing her around the house and stuff, and they do this like overhead camera that that looks like essentially they tore the roof off the house, and you're just looking down, which isn't a bad concept so she's running around and it and it looks like an old NES game like the old Legend of Zelda games or something except those games are fun and this was not but it was it was a good concept and it, the execution wasn't terrible but again most of this movie is at this point is just like just mind numbing to me so and this isn't saving it because it feels like they're just doing these weird camera angles these these weird kind of like effects and stuff they're making up for the lack of a good story. And that's what a lot of bad horror movies these days do. They do all these special effects and bad, annoying looking CG and stuff like that to cover up that the story is shit. There's no good story. And that's where we're at. Yeah. So
0: at this point, it's the next day again, daylight, everything's fine. We see her rapidly installing all these locks and plywood on the windows and shit, but apparently only, like, the downstairs one, so she's upstairs. And I guess what we can gather is that her sister, like, can't get in, so she climbs um, up to, like, the, like, second floor to get in. Her sister has a heart-to-heart moment with her, saying how sad she's about the baby because, you know, she always wanted a blood connection with someone, and she tells her how she was adopted when she was, like, eight, which I'm just, like... Okay and like they make it look so dramatic like as if this was like it's like she told her like oh by the way i was adopted because i just i previously was a demon and murdered my whole family or something like mm-hmm. it just like it it sounded like it was going to be so much more serious than it was
1: Yeah not um, very well executed
0: which i could see being shocked if some like your parents tell you you're adopted but it's like she knew and why would you keep that from your sister like What's the game plan there? Like, I don't know. I just...
1: None none of this made any sense.
0: It just seemed like a weird thing to, like, keep secret. But granted, maybe some people feel better keeping that secret. But again, no one ever let this slip to
1: the sister? Why? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't
0: really seem like... I don't know. But I don't know why they kept it a secret. That's their business, I guess. Not mine. Um, So I'm then immediately at this point. I'm like, oh, so Maddie's probably that kid from the beginning that we saw. Um, And then we jumped to a tour guide in underground Seattle. Which... FYI, that is a real tour you can take. It's kind of cool because the city actually legitimately burned down in 1889 and they just built a new city on top of it. So it's cool. I think that that's something people should go check out if you live in that area and somehow haven't. So, of course, uh, we're down in the underground. Now, I thought that this was Maddie. I'm like, okay, Maddie's a tour guide. It's not Maddie, (laughs) apparently. So
1: Similar hairstyle. Yeah, but, but like, similar I, to her color I thought it was like they look similar, but she looks a little older.
0: So I'm sitting there. I'm like, of course, creepy shit's gonna happen, and of course she walks towards the creepy shit. Like she just turned out the lights down yeah, there. she
1: unplugged all the cables and stuff. Yeah, she turns and out she the She just lights. walks into the dark hallway without turning the lights. Yeah, back thinking
0: on. she hears someone, and I'm like, okay, I can see like if the lights went out on their own, but the lights didn't go out there. and You turn them off. You just go turn them back on. on before going walking into the darkness.
1: George Carlin would say, "What are you fucking
0: stupid?" Yeah, pretty much. She gets the lights back on quickly and it seems like there's nothing there. But then all of a sudden there's this demon thing and it ties her up in some attic somewhere. And at this point, now we get to the point that Gabriel has called Dr. Weaver. So Dr. Weaver from the very beginning. We know it's Gabriel based on the creepy voice and whatnot. We see Dr. Weaver has obviously gotten older. She quickly looks for her patient book. And so this is when I was like, oh, this was not Maddie in the Seattle Underground. Demons running through the house. There's high-pitched noises that make the lights flick. We jump back to Maddie, heads bleeding and whatnot. She goes to put laundry in the washer, and then I was expecting something to grab her at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, I was expecting something to just grab her and, like, pull her into the washer for whatever. The dirty
1: clothes revolt.
0: They do, yeah. So, but then it seems like she has a vision. The house changes around her, and the CGI is not good. I think it's a cool effect.
1: It's a cool idea, like a transition between, like, reality and not reality. But it just feels like a distraction to in the me. Con-
0: in the context of this movie, in a different movie, I feel like that could have worked. Though this, like mm-hmm. the way, like everything just like fades away and like it, like it works. It's like
1: like like an amorphous blob kind of like transition kind of thing. And it's again, it's not great. The special effects aren't great at all.
0: Which I could accept that from a lot of movies, but in this day and age, with the budget this movie has.
1: Hmm. Yeah, this is more of this is a mainstream horror flick. So you, unfortunately, these days expect too much CG out of a mainstream horror flick to cover up the lack of story sometimes. But th- this just it, it was just hokey.
0: Yeah, and again, yeah, you know, I would be fine with it if it's like a lower budget movie, but it was not. <laughs> so that's my problem with it. So, so we watch what we assume is Gabriel at this point. You know. Gabriel, I guess. I've, I've decided at this point that I was like, okay, I guess Gabriel's a demon or something. Anyway, so we see him fucking up Dr. Weaver. He takes the trophy, one of her trophies, and just, like, beats her to death with it. Apparently, when the cops show up, we find out that he's taking the top half.
1: Which, the the trophy itself looked like, uh, like a sword. Like kind a of dagger. Thing. Like a dagger, yeah, like a medical dagger kind of, like, thing. It was a dagger. It had,
0: like, little, like, swirly things around it that...
1: Like the snake... And stuff like oh, was not supposed to be the I snake? Think was, okay. I think it was supposed to be like the medical symbol. Got it, got
0: it. Then we jump to like Maddie's puking. And at first I'm like, oh God, she's pregnant again with Demon Child or something. Mm-hmm. That's not the case, apparently. She's all upset because she saw Dr. Weaver die. You hear they're talking about on the news. So apparently her vision really happened. And now it's like, gosh, what's going on? We jump to a scene of Dr. Weaver's friend on a phone call. The phone call cuts out with the same... Creepy, like weird staticky noise, mm-hmm. and we look in the windows open. Which again, I'm like, for the love of God, people, I, i mis- at this point with what we know towards the end of the movie. But I'm not going to get to that point just yet. I am assuming that these people have left their windows unlocked and open, that someone could so easily just open it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, everyone, lock your fucking doors. So, there's water on the floor. It looks like almost like steps leading to the closet. So. The window's still open at this point, and he's walking into the closet, like, my first course of action, you don't want to turn your back on the window, shut the goddamn window, lock it, and then at this point, go check, like, get a light and go check out your creepy closet, see if someone's in there, like, maybe take a whip in with you, I don't know, that might be a smart idea, who knows. But anyway, he goes in the closet, nothing's there, um, he cleans up the water on the floor, while he's closing the window, we see creepy demon thing behind him. And then we have another trope. We go, like, we see his feet are on, on, like, the at the edge of the bed. He's sitting down on his bed. And we're under the bed. And we're like, the the monster under the bed. Well, the
1: monster's going to come under the bed and grab him and pull him down to hell or something. Yeah,
0: but fortunately that part well, doesn't happen. Nothing we just, happens. We get to, like, where it's close to his feet. And it's like, oh, maybe, maybe, oh, nope, his feet are on the bed. So, mm-hmm. obviously, once your feet are on the bed, nothing bad can happen. Of course because- not.
1: <laughs> because, like, anything that comes out of under the bed is automatically nullified as soon as you are on top of that mattress. Well, that that's what I fully believed as a child. So to be fair, I remember like until you until you see Freddy Krueger, yeah,
0: or the from Poltergeist that mm-hmm. creepy clown thing under the bed. Yep. But, yeah, as a kid though, I was for whatever reason of all the weird things we afraid of, I was terrified of lava. And I grew up in Maryland. It's not like there was like a risk of a volcano very much no, there. No,
1: you don't having volcanic eruptions in that part of the world. Yeah,
0: so like you know, obviously I'm sure anything can weird can happen, but in general, that's not like an active concern. Sure. So I'm terrified of lava as a kid. And for whatever reason, I felt safe on my bed. Because apparently, obviously, if lava got to the second floor of my fucking house, I would have been fine, apparently. Well, you know, of course. Because, because you know, I was on my bed.
1: Yeah. Well, like your bed's going to float away. Yeah. You
0: know. We all float down here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Yeah. See what I did there? So I, I remember once I, like, I guess rolled around enough in my sleep that I fell out of bed at night. But I don't remember, like, I woke up on the floor. Mm -hmm. I didn't, like, wake up when I fell out of bed. And I woke up and just, like, freaked out and jumped on the bed. And it's, like, daylight. Like, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, God, no, the lava. (laughs) So the floor was always lava for me, apparently. So then, of course, we go into the next trope after we go to Monster Under the Bed. It's a dark and stormy night.
1: Always. Isn't it always a dark and stormy night? It has to be. It's a requirement, I guess. I've been
0: talking a lot. Was there anything you wanted to add at any of these parts? I, um, I know you started to fall asleep part way through this. Yeah, we had
1: to rewind a little bit because I was just over it. You were it. Um, it's just overtly predictable. Nothing really interesting is happening. We're calling this as it's happening. And I'm, I want to be constructive and stuff like that. You know, I just don't want to complain just for the sake of complaining. But the story is just doing nothing for me at this point and it just has every single ingredient of lowest common denominator trash. Just yeah. it, 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 I just wanted to make sure there awful. wasn't like
0: cuz I've kind of I wrote basically like the whole thing out pretty much like mm-hmm. as I was watching it and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like running with this and you were like I have things to say too.
1: Nope. <laughs> just this making sure, making sure not, you're not this is missing not something. doing it for me
0: at all. Yeah. So we're we're back to Matthew then after the with the dark and stormy night shit and with the bad CGI, the you know, room falls apart. For whatever reason this demon looks like its hair is always wet, and of course I'm just thinking like from the American version of the ring, which is crap, but so go watch the go actually watch the Japanese version Yes, please. bingo. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. At this point this was my thought. Like I stopped the movie to write this down because I was like, here's what I'm thinking now. So I'm guessing that Maddie was the little gr- was a little girl from the beginning and that Gabriel was her attached twin that was attached to like the back of her head and that's how this thing got released because mm-hmm. she hit her head on the wall and now it's been like reactivated or something.
1: And not too much longer before that, I'm like is this like her imaginary friend from hell or something like that? And they mention that like, Oh, is this your imaginary friend? Yeah, so like, we like a couple cult. minutes after that. Yeah, and we're so like we're not that we're
0: this movie was very predictable. And it. I am
1: no sage. I, I don't I don't I don't have any kind of powers to see into the future. I've just we've we've both seen and I'm sure most people listening have seen a lot of horror throughout their life. Have seen a lot of stuff. Maybe not. And if not, that's totally cool. Glad you're here to get to get more into it. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times, if you've seen a lot of horror, you uh, you, you see, if the story's not really well done, well crafted, you're going to, if it's too predictable, you see it really quickly. Yeah. And with this movie, we're seeing it way quicker than even some of other really bad stuff.
0: And that's so. one thing I absolutely fucking loved about April Fools Day is I thought the twist again was going to be oh there's the the twin sister you here's the truth. You, you don't you, you, you don't you it, it makes you
1: think it. Yeah, they and make
0: th- you think we've got the twist for you and then that's, and that's not actually and then they turn twist.
1: and they turn it on its head. That's what that's actual fucking brilliant. That's how you do a twist. It's an actual twist. Yes, I and mean, one of the most famous ones of all time, the sixth sense. He's actually dead. Yeah. Spoiler alert: If you haven't. If seen If you
0: it. haven't seen The Sixth Sense by now, <laughs> and you somehow don't know that sorry, he's dead. Sorry, not
1: sorry. Bruce Willis is dead. Yeah. In that movie.
0: If you somehow don't know, then I, I'm, I give up. But um, that's
1: that was a really, really well done twist. This is not. Yeah. Like, it's there's so many, so much evidence here. Like, yeah, this is probably a conjoined twin-ish kind of scenario. Oregon, like you said, the imaginary friend. The imaginary friend kind of thing. There, there there's, And then they confirm the idea of an imaginary friend a few minutes later. Yeah, because
0: basically they go, and at this point, Madison and um, Sydney, her sister, go tell the cops about the vision she's been having. And of course then, the cops
1: think she's nuts.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, if someone came up to me and told me those things, I'd probably be mm-hmm. like, okay, we can go take you to... Yeah. A doctor now.
1: Um, Another really funny scene is they show Gabriel with the, um, with the, the trophy dagger, mm-hmm. like sharpening it and all this stuff. Oh and, yeah, in the attic. In the attic and like uh, making this, this formidable weapon and stuff. Those are typically made of plastic.
0: To be fair, that kind of one probably was made of metal.
1: I hope so. Because, well, because I'm just thinking, I mean, obviously it was, but it looked like when they first showed the trophy, it looked very kind of plasticky. It,
0: it did, but to be fair, it like, because I have a lot of trophies like from like horseback riding stuff. Some of mine were actual metal trophies, so for something like, like a real prestigious like doctor yeah. award, I bet it was actually. Yeah. But metal. this
1: thing is like it does an, look like a plastic. master craftsman, like like sharpening this thing perfectly, yeah, like a like a smith level kind of thing. It was... Gabriel is talented. It was utterly ridiculous. And it's even more ridiculous in context to... What we're gonna... What we get to actual... What the reality is in this scenario.
0: They go, they, they tell the cops, you know, where they think the next dead body will be. They go, they find it. Which was one of the doctors that treated... Um, Supposedly Gabriel. So they're
1: starting to connect the dots. Yeah, and stuff so, like that. They've, so they go. Oh, there's doctors that treated her and stuff. Wait, yeah, so they go. There's one left. Yeah.
0: So they go back to the station. Emily's head starts hurting. It's bleeding. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Dear God, get your head looked at. Like, you are bleeding out yeah, the back of your She you has never randomly. once
1: gotten her head examined.
0: That, as far as we can tell. I mean, obviously, the from the initial one, she would have, but. Yeah. You know. But so, you know, then she gets a phone call. It's Gabriel. He calls her Emily. And then. But he doesn't tell her his name's Gabriel. And then. He tells her he's going to do something, and she's just like, Gabriel, no, and you realize, oh, she knew his name. Mm-hmm. So they go to see her adopted. Some weird
1: connection kind yeah, of Yeah, so
0: now Sydney and her go see the adopted mom. They ask who Gabriel is. They show a ninth birthday video. Gabriel's sitting there telling her shit, he's um, talking on the phone toy to her, we assume it's Gabriel. This is where the imaginary friend
1: thing comes up. Yeah,
0: so they keep thinking, like, was your imaginary friend? Like, before they even went to this
1: tape, like, imaginary friend, maybe? Yeah. Because it sounds like it's like she's talking to something that everyone else thinks doesn't exist. Yeah, so then we jump back to the cop, his last name is
0: Shaw, I forget, his his first name was, like, Keiko, the cop.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, The
0: male cop. Yeah, I I forget how he pronounced it, but yeah. So we'll call him Shaw because that was his last name. But anyway, he's looking through all the paperwork. He finds these flash drives, and and now we see there's a third doctor. So I'm just like, oh well, third doctor's dead. Yep,
1: third doctor's dead. Um,
0: and I'm just like, you know, they talk in this video though that he finds in this like clip he finds in the flash drive about how. You know, with this crazy case of Gabriel that they bring in these doctors from, like, John Hopkins. She just says Hopkins. I'm assuming, obviously, Johns Hopkins. They're probably John's referencing Hopkins.
1: Johns Hopkins. They just didn't want in to pay ba- the royalties. I keep in
0: mind, They're in Seattle, so that's in Baltimore. And I think the other one they referenced was the Los Angeles. No- Los yeah. Angeles. These doctors moved there, I guess, came there to see this case and then never fucking left. Everyone just stayed in Seattle. Convenient. They just
1: stayed in dreary Seattle, like Yeah.
0: Convenient. Yeah, you would leave. They all, they, all,
1: they, for, they, they all stayed within a couple square miles just for this, just to get dead. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's so just utterly ridiculous. And this this case is long since gone. Uh, and a bit yeah, this abandoned. is
0: like supposed to be like thirty years later or something crazy. So anyway, so again, I'm like, okay, now he's gonna die. Again, convenient. They all stay in Newflash. Yeah. He does. Yeah. So then the cop finds him dead in the tub, the demon thing attacks the cop, runs away, he does some fancy parkour shit down a fire escape. <laughs>
1: yeah. The cops try and chase him and like and he like just busts through a bunch of bricks and like
0: yeah, they're in underground Seattle and he's just yeah, like He's you know.
1: basically the, this thing is basically playing Night Crawlers. <laughs> Again, with the Night Crawlers. Exactly. It's but like when it's going in the sewer, it wasn't smart enough to take all its clothes off and hold it above its head. So when the water comes, you don't get your clothes wet. Again, it's always sunny. We gotta
0: just. All we need now is this the Seinfeld reference. We'll find it. It's yeah, gonna uh, be in here be somewhere. Yeah, so I'm like, maybe this is supposed to like be real deep and represent the underground of like her mind or something. Mm. And and then I'm like, god damn it, stop trying to be deep and shit. This movie we sucks. Know, we
1: though there's never gonna be any depth to this whatsoever. Yeah.
0: So then he's trying to find Gabriel the demon thing. This carriage. There's like all these carriages and stuff, and one gets almost pushed into him. I'm watching this at one point. I'm like, did he even attempt to call for backup? Like, mm-hmm. like at any point did he attempt, like if if I'm chasing this fucking demon thing that just kill someone, at least on my little radio and be like, I need backup going to the Seattle Underground. But
1: now, to be fair, I think I think it was also this, like, at the spur of the moment, you're on a hot pursuit. You probably think anything else you do other than the chase is going to make you lose this, the perp or whatever. Possibly, so, but I feel like
0: that has to be protocol or something, because if they don't know where you're he's the at, rogue
1: cop. He has no protocol. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um,
0: then Gabriel gets away. The cops are telling Maddie about her past. They say they want to have a hypnotherapist come in that helps with our repressed memories. And I literally just write, Ugh. Because... Another
1: Kiff moment.
0: Ugh. Yeah, but... So, uh,
1: Except no Zap Brannigan to just be like the overt chauvinistic <laughs> jerk.
0: <laughs> because yes, the thing is, I've... Again, my degrees just, in psychology, that kind of thing is not something that cops normally do because of the fact that those repressed memories, while there are reasons to have hypnotherapists come in for that, and people that are psychiatrists can or um, psychologists can take a look at that kind of stuff... This is not something you would do in this kind of scenario most of mm-hmm. the time, especially for the fact that these mem- your mind, if it can't f- basically connect the the dots, it will just connect the dots. Whether it's so, like if the dot was supposed to be corrected, like connected with a blue marker, and it can't find a blue marker, it's just gonna connect it with a red marker, and it's gonna make a false memory. And so there have been people that have been put in prison for this because they found they were like, oh, this person was like they were raped or they were molested by their dad, and it turned out that none of this was true. So there's reasons to do it. This is not the time I would ever call that in. So again, that's just me going on my little soapbox. Things coming from
1: my TED talk. But it's again where this movie is just not very well thought out, not yeah. very well constructed. The script is weak, and, and the whole construction of where this is going. And I can is accept is like,
0: like awesome. you know, the willing suspension of disbelief and all that for an enjoyable movie and whatnot. I can I can do that to a an extent, but stuff with psychology always really fucking annoys me because of, you know, I know like that or like they have like stuff that's wrong with snakes and yeah. it's
1: like it's also a snowball effect at this point because that's something you might not notice as much if you're already not already in a very critical state of what this is. Yeah. And the snowball's already huge of 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 junk and just rolling down very fast. So like y- you kind of start to nitpick to a degree naturally. Because you're not finding a whole lot to like, and it just keeps piling on and piling on and piling on.
0: Yeah. So. And, and this
1: movie is just dragging. Yeah. And it, it's just like, and it tries to go at a fast pace. So.
0: At this point, you know, while we have her sitting there in the, you know, the chair, be having like remembering this, it's like, did Gabriel follow her home? What on earth is happening? No one believes her. It's like you know the memories that she's having, like you know during the hypnosis session. So, we're trying to figure out who the hell Gabriel is, like who's talking to her on the phone. Um, you know, at the one point he tells her to go cut into the cake because there's going to be a surprise. At least that's kind of how it's implied. That's, you don't hear Gabriel talking. So, she goes to pretend to cut in the cake and she just stares at it for a minute, and all of a sudden she realizes she's in her parents' room. So, we find out that Gabriel wanted to kill Sydney essentially because her mom was pregnant with Sydney and he realized that basically he wouldn't be needed anymore because Sydney was going to take his place. So, Again, this is feeding more to me being like, yes, this is obviously a brother, conjoined twins, something. So killer is either imaginary friend or brother. We don't know. The woman that's in this attic place breaks out. No, this part I didn't really, I didn't actually see coming when she breaks out and she like starts takes like one step and just falls through the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this was Maddie's attic.
1: Yeah, that so, that I'll give credit where credit's due. That was yeah, that, part that was, was kind of like, oh, she's all this crap was happening in the attic. Yes. Did not see that coming. Yes. Well, you think they would have heard something. Well they
0: did. Remember you kept hearing noises and stuff.
1: You heard some weird noises, but like when it went on like the long crafting thing of making the weapon and all the grinding and stuff like that.
0: Maybe it was while she wasn't home. I don't know. Maybe. So anyway, so now that the cops are like, okay, clearly like, you know, Maddie's the killer. They find the you know, the trophy weapon in the attic, which kinda of funny when you think about it, the, you know, they always say like silver killers take trophies. This one literally took the trophy. <laughs> they literally yeah. took the trophy. So again, they're interrogating Maddie. All the lights blow out except for the one above them. Again, half this movie, I'm like, convenient. Like, it's always something so fucking convenient. Then Gabriel calls them on Detective Shaw's phone. Apparently he asks, like, you know, what Maddie used to call him. She said she called him the devil. Her sister Sydney goes to figure out what's happened. She, you know, she's driving up to what looks like Arkham Asylum, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just immediately becomes like dead of night. Like it's just like it was daylight. Well, it was daylight and, uh, even if, the, even if like the sun was starting to go down, it's like dead of fucking yeah. night. She, she parks
1: the car. It's like dead of night. Moon Moon is very obvious in the shot. And when she parks, it's like right at the ledge of a big drop off of a cliff. Because yeah. this this place is built on the edge of a cliff. And She parks about like like looks like about like half a foot from the cliff yeah, I'm just, just like, so nonchalantly yeah like dude d- d- like i'd be worried it would like give way you
0: know this place is ancient no one's taking care of this so we're watching this and we're like all right when's the joker gonna show up um they go she goes of the bait there's you know graffiti everywhere and shit they say welcome to hell in one of it
1: which a place like this like an old abandoned asylum oh of I'm, course I'm, I'm, ex- have... I'm expecting graffiti and stuff like that so of this course was, this was okay
0: she goes down to the basement, and all the records are there. Like, there's boxes upon boxes of records. And I'm like, there was all this fucking graffiti, and not one of these fucking kids would have taken, like, these records from this kind of stuff. Let's well, think
1: about it. These records are all in the basement. Like, yeah. the bottom of this thing. you think mildew, like, general, like, this place has been shut down for, it looks like decades. And so this, all these paper records would have been not... In good shape.
0: Yeah, but they are in pristine fucking mm-hmm. condition. It doesn't look like there's a speck of VHS dust on tapes. them. Yeah, find VHS,
1: VHS tapes. tapes that look like they were literally just made, like pristine, no funk, no degradation. And these things, not like they were in like airtight containers and stuff. They were in cardboard boxes.
0: Yeah. So again, none if it of this for, is realistic. If it weren't for kids, like even if somehow kids didn't steal them,
1: you know, nature would have done something to this.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so again, now we kind of are flashing back and forth between Maddie's in jail. She says, "I'm not supposed to be here." We go back to the records room with her sister. The, uh, you know, and it's again like I wrote my notes like it's dusty as hell down here, but there's nothing in the box. No dust in the box. So then we jumped to sister watching the video which for one second we were like how the hell is there a working VHS player at this place but we jumped back it's actually a yeah, the mom it it's kind the of mom's house it's... and I could see like a mom in that kind of scenario having a VHS player we That's...
1: have a VHS player Yeah but I just
0: in general like I could see that that didn't I wasn't like oh no one would have a VHS player though I I wonder if there's like any young kids that watch this. and they're like what the hell is that <laughs> just like... That makes me really sad. It does, me too. Then we find out that um, her biological mom was like 15, she'd been raped, and carried the pregnancy to term. Apparently the mother's mother's, or what would be Maddie's grandmother, apparently called the pregnancy a transgression against God. And I wrote down, I was like, what the fuck? Thought you cunts wanted the rape babies to be born.
1: <laughs> the the only, I think the only character I might feel any like level of sympathy towards is that... That mother, like the the natural mother.
0: Yeah. The other thing I thought, though, after I wrote it down, was I was like, maybe it wasn't the pregnancy. Maybe it was, like, Gabriel was the transgression against God. You know, that's why they call him the devil. Like, maybe he was supposed maybe. to be, like, a demon, really. But anyway, Maddie's mom says, you know, that basically Gabriel says he's abomination. Just protect, you know, protect Emily. Which we find, obviously, um, Madison's real name is Emily. So, yeah, we've realized now at this point that the mom was the one in the attic. Because it jumps to the cops and they see her, they find her name, and it was like Serena, I think. Serena May. But yeah, so that's Madison's birth mom. And, but that's immediately what the cop says. He's like, This is Madison's birth mom. And I'm like, Because there's no one else on earth with this name.
1: No one else with the last name May?
0: Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I realize you could be like, Okay, but that's probably why she was in the attic and stuff. But it was just like, That's a pretty big leap for a detective to take. You'd think you'd be like, this could be Maddie's mom or something, and then look into it. But, yeah. So, we jump to, like, a video of Emily slash Madison. The doctor says that Gabriel's been given a sedative, and now Emily's sleepy, too. So, of course, I'm like, I'm fucking right. This thing's touched her.
1: And they're, also, like, they're very conveniently not showing the back of her and yeah, stuff like uh, that. Yeah, because, of
0: course. But, yeah, so the... Mm-hmm. um, And also, it's funny, I've realized, like, at the very beginning of this movie, like, when we see, like, the opening, like, the companies that produce the movie and everything, it does kind of like the old like weird tracking stuff that like vhs tapes used to do and stuff like that oh yeah and all i could think of watching that and then like these scenes i'm like they're trying to like partially rip off the ring too at this point because that was all the vhs tape shit yeah which again that's a very i wouldn't like if the movie was really good i'd never sit there and harp on that point but it was just it reminded me of that a bit Yeah, it's a minor little i did write down i was like i was like come up with your own ideas damn it (laughs) but (laughs) But there uh,
1: haven't been many good unique ideas in this so far
0: yeah, so again we kinda then like pan around and we see now at this point we see that Gabriel is looks like this horrible demon on the back of
1: her. It's almost like if like there was like a malformed golem on yeah. the back on the back of her. And the effects here were incredibly cheesy. Now I don't know if this was practical or CG'd.
0: It, like it could have been practical. It could
1: have been practical. I I hope it was practical because like it wasn't it, I, I I immediately laughed.
0: Like, oh, my, we paused it. We were laughing so we, hard. We were, and I we both were chuckling. paused and just laughed.
1: And I think it was that, like, we were laughing, one, because we totally called it, and not the tutor on hard, but it was kind of obvious. Yeah, no, it was obvious. And it also was kind of like, all right, this thing is ridiculous. Like, utterly ridiculous. It was funny, though.
0: Yeah, well, then, of course, I decided that I was like, okay, so Detective Shaw, I, he was going by K. Is what they kept calling him, and then I started thinking K from Men in Black, mm-hmm. and then this like this Gabriel demon thing had like it looked like it had like two weird little fingers, and it reminded me of those little aliens that always be like K. Those
1: guys were the best.
0: So then I'm thinking that. So again, we're just cracking up at this point. So then at this point, we kind of are jumping back and forth between these videos and learning what happened to the jail cell where you know there's all these women there getting ready to
1: beat the shit out of Madison. But Maddie. but, but hey, here's the thing: all the people in the jail are like very stereotypical yeah.
0: they look like um, they
1: try to make them look like the obvious stereotypical sex worker yeah. and it, it's just kind of like okay, we understand this is like a local like a, like a holding cell or something
0: And the thing is that they, they make
1: every the, the one the one woman has like the most pronounced awful mullet.
0: Yeah. The one, though, she looked, I could have sworn she looked like she had, from Austin Powers, like, Foxy Cleopatra's outfit on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh as my gosh. As soon as you said
1: Foxy Cleopatra, I thought, like, I'm Foxy Cleopatra and I'm a whole lot of women. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like... Wonderful, wonderful character. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, no, but, but
0: her outfit looked just like her. They are about to beat the shit out of Maddie. They're saying stuff... I remember one of the things they say is, like, you know, did you get lost on your way to the country club? And I was just like, she's not dressed that nice. She looks no. like like... She doesn't look like she's, like... She looks that. like
1: she just—it's just very. She's very average. Yeah. yeah, very average. She didn't look like that. She was wearing like, some like real fancy. Maybe shit these some of these people look literally dirty. Yeah. Like they had like grime and dirt all over their yeah. arms it and stuff like that. It was very It was—it was a little much, I think. Yeah.
0: But anyways, they start beating the shit out of her, and I guess at this point, now all of a sudden, like she starts like the lights start flickering. People are like, "What's going on?". And at this point, then, I guess now we've seen that apparently Gabriel is, like, within her. Which that part Mm -hmm. I didn't realize was going to be the case.
1: Because I thought
0: thought his mind was there, but literally she's... The reason that there's been blood on the pillow is that apparently, like, he has been grabbing the back of her head. And, like, we find out that, like, basically when they... I guess we should mention that Gabriel, like, the cut out the cancer thing. is Gabriel
1: was the cancer. They mm -hmm. literally were cutting... They cut out all they could. And whatever was left that they couldn't, they kind of just crammed it into her skull, because apparently there was a lot of room.
0: Yeah, and I'm just thinking, that I was like, I was like you didn't notice like any scars on your back? Because you think that would leave a lot of scars. Yeah, the, all
1: the stuff they cut off is like, there's nothing recognizable. I guess she's never looked at her back in a mirror, ever.
0: Yeah, but you'd you feel that, something. I don't right. Know, but, but the point if is if that... If you
1: scratch your back, everyone scratches their back, you'd feel something weird. Yeah, because
0: they literally are cut, like, basically slicing off part of her back. Yeah, point.
1: it's like they're cutting her up. Yeah, but so they very gratuitously cut her up. Yeah,
0: but so I guess basically she like from the back of her head, whatever Gabriel is like, starts like kind of like, I guess it almost looks like he's breaking the bones, but I guess like and it says bones snapping like in the little like subtitles. Yeah, but but it's
1: like he's it's like he's. Dis- I guess he was more like he's dislocating. dislocating, but again, like and okay, when he dislocates all the joints to walk backwards and stuff, well, at least for her walking backwards, and then snaps all back, she doesn't feel a thing.
0: Yeah, you, you. I have.
1: have you dislocated have, your I, shoulder. I it's like a very slight dislocation of my shoulder, and I was in high school playing hockey. I was a goaltender, and someone hit, came and rammed me really hard, and my shoulder popped back. So and it just and then someone it felt that pop, and then someone hit me from behind, and then it popped forward. It was just, it was not good. Yeah. So like I, it was kind of popped out a little bit. So I kind of just hit my shoulder real hard against like the goalpost because the play went the other way and it kind of just went back in and i was fine but i'm sure it hurt like it hurt like a mother and and it's like you know i had doctor checking out like yeah it looked fine but you know like i was gonna feel it for a little bit and i absolutely did and that was very minor this is like cracking everything and putting everything out of place You're, you're not you're not waking up feeling that like in this tremendous amount of discomfort at least
0: yeah so uh, i guess what he's doing that he's like literally he grabs like the back of her skull and like pulls it forward and then like his face like emerges from the back of her skull which again your entire head's being cracked open Mm -hmm. and then like fused back together and And you're you're just and you're you're just noticing a little blood back there bullshit fucking shit you're not feeling that at all yeah and again i understand the willing suspension of disbelief I can only suspend it so fucking far
1: yeah this was if it's a ludicrous. really
0: good movie I can suspend it a lot but this is not so again
1: again movies with like supernatural things which this is obviously trying to do with supernatural stuff but again it hasn't gotten you to a point where you can actually I can't forgive buy it. because again the snowball is already. Into it, into into it. It's, in, the it's
0: into goddamn Frosty the snowman at this point. Mm-hmm. It's come to life, it's walking away. I mean, it's walking away from this goddamn movie. <laughs> Not to
1: insult Frosty.
0: Yeah. But no, no. The snowballs become Frosty and he's like, fuck this, and he's leaving. <laughs> at this point, you know, this is explaining the blood on her pillow. And so I guess it's like, I've realized, I'm like, okay, so she's just remembering what happens after she's home because it seems like this stuff's happening in real time. She's seeing it happen and then she wakes up and she's like, ah! And. But it's already happened, so... And again, somehow not an ounce of blood on her. There's no evidence of this. Like Yeah, and it's like she, she had, to, tr- she had to travel
1: a, a decent way to kill these doctors and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know like, they're in Seattle, but still... And again... So,
1: is this demon monster going backwards into the car and driving out there? Oh, you know, let me, let me put, let me put up Google Maps. This thing was doing
0: fucking parkour, like, bullshit. Like, <laughs> I mean, the thing is that it was doing, I was like... The amount of training and effort, I mean, I realised that this thing was, like, inside of her, and I guess it was, like, brooding this whole time, but it's, like, it doesn't make you, like, suddenly the, the, able to... There's, and again, there's no evidence of her being a super-
1: black belt in any kind of martial arts here. But, and again,
0: <laughs> I get it's supposed to be the, you know, the supernatural thing. It could also, like, you know, obviously, like, control certain things with its mind to an extent, like, mm-hmm. if it made the lights and but stuff. But, like, so. a
1: connected mind thing, I could buy a little more. Yeah. Because their minds were literally connected. So I yeah. I could I could buy that a little more. All of a sudden becoming and this thing just brutalizes all these people. And the jail, so this yeah. brutalizes them with like stunning efficiency. No, I was technique. like,
0: whoever did the stunts for that was fan fucking tastic. Yeah,
1: the stunts were were very well done. Yeah, it and looked that, very, that was, it looked very cool. Like that I'll give it that. But that was cool. Yeah,
0: and the, this whole next part with all the stunts were just like phenomenal. Whoever was doing all of this was great. Yeah. Um, and this is also like when I initially saw this Gravel, I'm like, looks like he's walking backwards. I remember commenting mm-hmm. that early in the movie, and I was like, that's weird. Gabriel slash Emily slash Madison whoever we're talking about at this point gets the trophy knife back. I've decided all the cops here apparently stormtroopers because everyone's fucking firing and no one is hitting her slash him. So all the cops are dead. I'm watching this. I'm just like everybody's dead, Dave. Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody's, everybody's dead. dead, Dave. Except no um, one. No one's just like a pile of like little dust.
0: Yeah. Now we jump to this is towards the end of it. We jump back to Sydney's in the hospital trying to see. Madison slash Emily slash Gabriel's birth mother. There's a cop there that says she can't come past, but of course then obviously Gabriel's coming and is, is exploding lights and shit and apparently explodes the chip, the pacemaker right out of this cop's chest. I wrote down, Gabriel is pissed. Um, apparently we find out, according to Sydney that he fed off the fetuses to build himself up, which I'm thinking, how the shit would you even know that? I mean, I, it's a fair assumption. Yeah. And I know that she's just trying to get, like, Madison to take back control and, like, be angry and whatnot. It's like, I guess she has to hulk out.
1: And at this point, Gabriel is just talking. like not. No, it's through the speakers. It's through the speakers. Okay. That's what
0: I think it was supposed to be. It looked like he was talking, but I think it was actually supposed to be through the speakers okay, in the hospital. They made it
1: look like that he was just talking. And maybe because he, he always like had that. to talk through like its mind, you know, like through the radio wave, stuff like that. It made it seem like it was just talking.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's point. what they were doing. But I thought it was supposed to be the speakers in the hospital.
1: Well. I hope um, it was supposed to be the speakers, but this this movie has so many things like, things like that that I don't know.
0: Yeah, but then at this point, it appears that Gabriel kills Sydney and the biological mom. The mom also at one point says really nice things like, you know, like, Gabriel, don't do this. Like, you know, I should have, you were my son. I should have taken care of you, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, you're fucking 15. I think most people can forgive the fact that you put children up for adoption when they were 15, Mm -hmm. after you were raped. (laughs) Apparently, she was raped by Satan himself, though, because that's what I think Gabriel is. Just a really
1: weird version of Krang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that is exactly what it looked like. Um, It looked like a
1: bloody Krang. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so at this point, I'm like, the tables have turned, like, you know, because then we realize that Gabriel did not actually kill Sydney, the mom, and that, you know, now... Madison's taking control, and at one point, and I didn't really pay attention to this, I saw something about it later that Gabriel refers to her as Madison instead of Emily, so, and we think that's, you know, that's him, like, kind of accepting that she's taking control, I guess, or something. But so she basically. not very willingly. Yeah, but so she played the mind game basically back on him.
1: Turned the tables. Um, She
0: tells him that he was always a monster, which I'm thinking, let's for one second assume he's not a demon. Mm-hmm. And just in this horrific situation, that fucking sucks for this guy. like he like. Mm-hmm. He, I was like, unless he's actually supposed to be a demon, this is pretty shitty for him. Like, yeah, he, this is not a was, very
1: good existence. And what they, he pulled off is quite impressive for someone in that repressed state.
0: Yeah, and so that's why I'm just like, maybe he truly is supposed to be always a monster, but I'm like, is he just angry like he got given up for adoption and all this shit and just like, or is he actually supposed to be like a fucking demon like that like was a product yeah, of the rape or something? Know. I don't know. So, she, like, basically, like, in her mind, um, Madison traps him in, like, what looks like a jail cell. Like a giant
1: jail cell with, like, unending rows of bars. Yeah, and
0: honestly, like, what I would have liked better, again, this is under the premise that he's not a demon, he just was in a horrible scenario, is that the thing she leaves him trapped in is actually a nicer situation. Like, she leaves him, like, I would like to see him become, like, an actual boy. Like, maybe even look like Damien, it'd be funny. But, you know, like, and, like, be like, here, you're gonna get to, like, live this normal life but in my head or something i don't know
1: you're gonna get to be a real boy yeah but
0: you know i mean like i just i feel like rather than just be like oh we're just gonna and i realized that like obviously gabriel did awful things but again under the premise that he's not a demon that he just like was really angry about like the shit life he was basically mm-hmm. given but
1: then, she, she, but maddie pulled the old switcheroo <laughs> yeah, like, there george we go McClane. we
0: got the seinfeld reference you got george in there yes Basically, you know, of course, everything snaps back into place for her. Like, literally, like, all her bones snap back into place. Like, nothing happened.
1: And she doesn't feel anything.
0: Apparently. Like, I mean, maybe she doesn't. She's just, like, really good at hiding it. But at this point, how the fuck are they going to cover all this up? Like... (laughs) She's going to fucking prison. I mean, yeah. she if, whether the cops are gonna be like, yeah, demon came out of the back demon of her head of the... and killed
1: our entire force. Yeah, demon was responsible. It's not your fault. We're just we're just gonna let it slide. You you, you go ahead and have a normal life. It's all good. Yeah, so she just... lifts the bed off of her sister because she's like, "Oh, you're gonna lift this?" We go, if he had the strength to do these all these things, so do I. And she just lifts it up, and I guess it's just like the adrenaline, like the mom lifting. Yeah, it's like when George. It's, it's like when George picked oh, up the ECV, and and his boss thought he had a physical issue, and so they gave him the rascal, and he was actually faking it. he, yeah. he, he, he was faking being handicapped, and he goes like, "It's like in moments of great stress, you can sometimes have superhuman strength." He's like, you ever seen the Incredible Hulk, sir? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so they at this point, you know, because earlier she was saying about the reason that she was so sad about the baby, she wanted to always have a blood connection with someone, and that's when we, you know, again found out she was adopted. So then she tells her sister, you know, I always wanted a blood connection, but you're always my sister. I'll always love you, and I just. Where you down... get to
1: love each other on the other end of a cell?
0: Yeah, and I'm just like, so I write, I'm like, yay, happy ending, except for you know all the innocent people who are now dead.
1: Like, like millions of people... Like, hundreds of people are dead, lives destroyed, families shattered. Time to get moving. <laughs> Thank
0: so, you, yeah. George Carlin. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. That's where it ends. It yeah, just, they're, they're it just hu- oh, no no. They're hugging, but then we hear, like, the light that's in there starts to make the noise, like, the mm-hmm. little, like, like yeah noise that was happening earlier. Yeah, like, like so, the,
1: the messing with the...
0: So, again, that's, of course, going to probably set us up for the 50 sequels that they're going to want to make of this. I, I I, I understand, I mean, there's movies I love that had tons of sequels. Obviously, like, all the Friday 13 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street, the Halloween movies have had tons of sequels, and a lot of them were really bad. But at least the first one was good, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's at least some and of the even, sequels. Even were good.
1: all the Halloween sequels and of very varying quality, they all kind of remain with a con- like a connection. And, you know, Dr. Loomis was that connection. Yeah. So it, it even sometimes it was relatively loose. Loomis was always trying to stop him. It was like the cat and mouse game of him trying to stop Michael from terrorizing people. Yeah. But- so you had that. This is like, what's the next one going to be? Malignant Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it's just why.
0: But yeah, so I think we should. We I think we've said a lot of what we wanted to say about this we movie. Have, Let's just sure. real quick wrap up our ratings and yeah. do. A wish everyone a good night. Now that yeah. they've listened to us rant for ever. So I'm gonna
1: rant about one more thing. Oh yes, please, I please, please go. Uh, to play off the name for me, th- this movie is just an unwanted growth on horror. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just. It just should, this should just go away. And the best description I can give this, this is horror by numbers. This is like a paint-by-number movie, but a horror movie. It has, it's so predictable. It's so, just blase. And it, it couldn't have been lazier, and it couldn't have been more boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so for rating it for Skulls, which is just the overall film, out of one out of five, what should...
1: I mean, if we could do a negative scale, I would. But to, to be fair, I'll just give it a one.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling a one as well. Scary factor. And you yes, to think of scary, though, from the perspective of, like, the average person is the way I'd look at it. I
1: would say scare factor is, like, a two.
0: Yeah, that's what I was feeling. I mean, like,
1: like some of the, some of the, the scenes were, like, kind of, like, when they actually show like the backwards thing instead of like cracking, so yeah, like, it can be a bit unsettling. Yeah, to there look was at. various parts it's and the surgery trumps. scenes. Yeah, so it's like, know, I, gr- kind of grotesque.
0: Yeah, that we'll get into that yeah. more. But for actual like, scares, like would this like like hit me up at night? Like no. I think most people could handle this if you could handle like the blood. But again, this is assuming that you like horror and you're okay with handling mm-hmm. blood. Then yes, I think you could handle this. I'll give it a two. Music and sound, I'm gonna actually give it a four because it was very, yeah. very good.
1: Sound, sound design soundtrack. was great. Yeah, soundtrack was good. Uh, the soundtrack is something I would probably listen to. So, yeah, I that mean, a very, very good soundtrack. Yeah, so that's, I, I that's think, where and the sound design was good. You know when they did the cracking and stuff, like you, it was really pronounced. It was well yeah, done. It
0: reminded me a bit of Train to Busan when like the like
1: when they the, were, like, the zombies were yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It was. I, I think sound design was good. I will go with the four as well.
0: Um, for effects
1: if and I, I don't know yet we haven't done research on it if like the little creature
0: was practical
1: was practical then all right that was kind of can't be cool I would probably give it a two in, in that some of the like some of the CG wasn't terribly done I just thought it was trying to gloss over a lot of things but I, I I'll probably just stick with a two
0: I'm gonna give it a 3 just because I think even, I actually, again, if it had been a good movie, I liked the sea, the scene of it fading away and stuff with the, that CG. I know you did not, but I I like, you know, that kind of thing with it. Some
1: of the camera work, I think, was okay, too. Like, like the overall thing, like the NES-looking thing, that was an interesting perspective. Yeah. So And it wasn't terribly done, so I was, I thought that was kind of interesting. And again, that an idea like that would would be a cool addition to a movie where you're really invested in, and it would be it would be a cool perspective.
0: Yeah, but yeah, for effects, I'll let's say like I'll give it a three just because I did like um, even if that creature was CG. It, it made me laugh. I mean, it we're very campy. So mm-hmm. again, that I liked the fade away thing, the surgery scenes and the blood and all that were decently well done. So I'll give it that, gore factor.
1: I, uh, you know, it it does have gore. Obviously, like you just mentioned, the surgery scenes—they're pretty blatant. They're kind of grotesque. The 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 killings and stuff—you know, like the bodies left over. Not having a good day. No, they, they're pretty ripped up. So I would say it's not like overtly gratuitous, which is good because you know, a lot of the things this director has done has been. So yeah. I'm glad it didn't go that far. I'd say probably about a three. It, it, it's a little more than the average amount of gore. I'd say from a lot of different kinds of horror movies. Yeah. So I go with a three. If you're a little squeamish, there's some stuff you're probably not gonna like. But it's also very very mainstreamy. So it's it's nothing that like if you've watched a decent amount of like mainstreamy kind of horror movies, it's nothing you're really gonna be shocked by. Yeah. But be warned, there is some blood and guts. So yeah. a three.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling a 3 as well. I was, like, debating for, between a 3 and 4, but I was like, you know what, 4 are, like, really reserved for, like, 4 and 5 is, like, real bloodbath situation. Like, Saul's gonna get a 5 for me, for yeah. for Gore. I don't feel it was at that level. But, yeah, I think... there's, like, the scene where, like, it, when she's... She gave her her whatever is killing the people in the jail. And, like, it's just, like, sticking her fingers in her eyes and just mm-hmm. blood. And I just I can't do eye things. Of, so I was just me, like, me neither. I was a lot, like, ah, a lot of
1: snap limbs with bones sticking out stuff like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's from the game. So, yeah, I think a three, like, maybe, like, if I could do a 3.5, it would probably get that, but yeah, yeah. not quite a four. It's, um, it's
1: above average, but it's nothing really overly shocking. Like, yeah. I, I feel like if it's going to be really getting bloodbath level, I'm going to go a four or five. It wasn't quite that. Yeah. wasn't, like, the... the
0: and the Shining, just the blood coming out of the elevator.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of blood.
0: Yeah, but yeah, the overall again, I don't think this is great. I think it's worth a watch.
1: If you enjoy ki- not not to be kind of a jerk, if if you enjoy really predictable, boring mainstream horror, you probably will get something out of this.
0: Well, it's like I see a lot of people that
1: always like just like
0: love Hereditary. They love you know all Hereditary the. Hereditary was movies.
1: genius compared to this. Because at least, like, the first half of Hereditary, and I'm not going to go too crazy yeah. into it, Hereditary was a much, much smarter film than this.
0: Yeah. And then, like, um, I know you didn't watch Tomorrow*, but I did, and I did not like it. Um, a lot of those movies, I just, I feel like, I don't even know how to describe it. I just, I feel like that they are doing stuff to do stuff, and that there's not a good story behind it, and they could have had good stories, and they just decided to just, like, throw it all out the fucking window but well, there's people that love those movies they act like they're like mm-hmm. absolute
1: masterpieces and i don't understand it
0: and that's the thing i and again not looking to yuck anyone's yum if that's your thing and you love it go for it i am not judging and, you at all if i'm that's just explaining thing, you, why i don't you'll like it. probably
1: like you probably get something out of this if you like like i said before horror by numbers basic kind of predictable plot kind of thing if, if that's the kind of thing you're into enjoy not my cup of tea this movie was not made for a person like me at all yeah give it a shot you know if you think it might be your cup of tea give it a go i wouldn't go to a theater for this like if we went to the theater to see this i would be annoyed yeah. but but uh, I would honestly more annoyed we seeing wouldn't hereditary we would ne- we would never go to a theater but for, we had
0: that what was the thing that they used to do with the we call like all
1: the movies we wanted Movie oh, mo- Oh, movie pass. Ever? Oh my God! Talk about a fall from grace.
0: Yeah, that thing was really cool, and then really. <laughs> we gone. had it.
1: We had it for like what a month before a month and a half before it went to complete hell. Yeah, <laughs> we had to cancel that thing. Real fucking Yeah. Fast.
0: It's like it was such a great idea that they just could not make happen I It just, just wasn't
1: financially feasible happen. like what AMC does with their program seems to be pretty legit
0: yeah but that's because it's theirs they know what's happening exactly. that they have it set up it's they more did... well
1: it's more well managed they they've they, they figured out like the, the right formula yeah
0: but yeah so that that's malignant I feel like there's something else I want to say about it. I can't even think
1: of it uh, okay. run fast run hard run deep but
0: run yeah. All right, well, I think that's a good spot to end it. This has been We All Pod Down Here, and we will see you next week.
1: Yep, my name's Dan.
0: And I'm Brittany. Bye. See later.
1: It's not a tumor!
0: Thank you for listening.
1: Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.
0: Share with your friends and family.
1: And check out our website at www.weallpoddownhere.com
0: Or send us an email at weallpoddownhere at gmail.com
1: you can also follow our shenanigans at We All Pod on Twitter.
0: And at We All Pod Down Here on Instagram.
1: And feel free to suggest a movie you want us to review or just something you want to make me uncomfortable with.
0: Until next time, this has been We All Pod Down Here. Be
1: afraid. Be very afraid.